This is the Voice of America coming to you from Chicago, Illinois. Who will win, capitalists or socialists? Are there any other alternatives? This is what we'll deal with in the American Enterprise Manifesto, a book written by Jerry L. Rhodes. The book delves into the possibilities of a third party. Based upon what we've received from the socialists and the capitalists with respect to the evolution of American society and American politics is embodied in the current financial financial situation that we're facing in America. The facts about where we are and where we're going as far as the financial uh, uh, statements for our country, they have, up till now they have been presented to us in a cooked books format. The reality is, is that the current $22 trillion debt uh, and deficit are understated by $100 trillion because the obligations for pensions, uh, government pensions, Medicare, Medicaid, and certain other uh, entitlement programs are not on the books. They are only recorded as paid. So we don't have uh, a set of financial statements or information that are on the generally accepted accounting basis. It's because we're um, only reporting on an institutional basis, which is limited to a budgetary system of cash disbursements and cash receipts. We're running the government like it was a corner drugstore. Um, so in the book, The American Enterprise Manifesto, I as a CPA will map out where we are and where this is taking us financially and politically. Uh, this is episode number three, Downsize Government and Upsize American Enterprise. The cost of the American form of government is lost to concealing reality by cooking the books. Not all of the obligations are recorded as incurred and revenues are recorded in advance of being earned, resulting in understating the cost of governance and overstating the amount of revenue collected for any period of time due to timing differences. <clears throat> the only source of information to answer the great questions are embodied in the debt clock, www.debtclock, maintained by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce in New York City. It calculates the expenditures, tax receipts, on generally accepted accounting method called generally accepted accounting principles, GAAP, or accrual method. Instead of the annual deficit for 2019 being $3 trillion, it is 
18 trillion and the debt being 22 trillion is 123 trillion accruing unrecorded obligations that apply to the 2019 tax period and thereafter. Are you saying that the debt is 145 trillion as of the end of 2019 and our federal government lost 18 trillion in one year? That's what the debt clock estimates the financial position of America is. The debt exceeds the gross national product and net worth of Americans' assets by $100 trillion on any given day. How can this be? Well, for example, the obligation for the 22 million state and federal government employees' pensions is not recorded until paid out to the retired employees by deferring unrecorded obligations. And uh, these people tend to live longer if they're on a, a pension, cushy pension. The same for Social Security, Medicare, and numerous other budgetary obligations that aren't booked until paid. Does this mean we are insolvent? Yes, using generally accepted accounting principles, the books are cooked uh, if growth in GNP doesn't keep up with paying obligations and America defaults on its interest payments to our competitors and some uh, are our enemies. After uh, presenting the problem that the Federal Reserve with their new uh, Fed chairman, uh, Bernanke, and Paulson, Secretary of the Treasury with the Bush administration and President Bush himself uh, created to be able to quell the growth of subprime mortgages. Let's remember the savings and loan crisis orchestrated by the Federal Reserve banking system and President Carter, uh, President Carter's administration's mismanagement of the monetary and economic impact of the exchange rates and 23% prime rate, prime interest rates using Treasury Secretary Volcker's application of Keynesian theory. Ironically, it impaired housing, mortgages, jobs, and the available availability of debt capital for a decade. It also put the onus on the savings and loans to the extent they no longer exist. And uh, their chairman of the Association for Savings and Loan Businesses was indicted and uh, went to prison. Deja vu all over again. We are in the grasp, uh, grasps of the interest manipulators, not enterprise. So in 19, or in uh, the year 2000, Five, when uh, uh, Ph.D. Bernanke took over for uh, Fed Chairman Greenspan, we had a whole new approach to monetary management. Bernanke was well known for his book on how to bail a country out of bankruptcy, in which he prints a lot of money, puts it into circulation, and that was his solution. Well, that's exactly what happened with the 
call it the depression of 2007 is when the discount rates were in, increased by the Fed uh, and, the, and approved by the Fed chairman and the president went into effect in 2005 and 2006. It doubled the interest that the subprime mortgage holders would have to pay since they were all on variable rate mortgages. So here we are now administering our government with uh, professors from Harvard. To continue, national defense should focus on peaceful coexistence initiatives and reduce investments in weapons of mass destruction and recycling the $3 trillion worth of weapons yet to be used to our allies for their protection and the collective pursuit of world peace. The fear of terrorists will be remedied by creating accurate statistical analysis of perceived threats, better known as profiling, as Israel has very effectively for years, so we can prioritize threats rather than checking everyone's shoes at the airport. Until we learn that our diplomacy must embrace peaceful coexistence and reason minus religion equals resolution, we will continue to support sectarianism uh, religion is at the very root of most all the conflicts in the world. We will rethink the importance of the United Nations and support them in strategic and tactical handling of foreign aid and relations, uh, foreign relations. We will communicate with the enemies regarding the problems of not having peace as the world's focus rather than having political platforms redefining opinions on the government's role in people's lives. Democracy American style is not the solution, but decentralized, unresolved civil wars run by four decentralized, unresolved civil wars run by warlords and terrorist groups. Energy consumption must be coordinated with our purchasing partners to form a collective bargaining group called OPEC, Oil Purchasing energy consortium that has authority for setting the supply, demand, and the price of oil in competition with the OPEC, OPEC price uh, distribution price and cost control by the Middle East. We must promote the, the efficient and environmentally safe use of coal and natural gas. We must promote efficient use of energy for automobiles, homes, and we will make the environment more dependent on conservation rather than deprivation. Assessing the net worth of wealthy oil and gas companies will allow us to research natural resources in North America so we can break the dependence on the dominant third world energy sources. Exploration should allow and use private sector's profits for offshore and domestic drilling. Immigration should be both encouraged and managed at the borders with specific Ellis Island type holding areas for signing up immigrants for citizenship while committing them and their families to speaking English as the national language, setting up withholding for taxes and social security 
and enforcing an agreed upon time frame for taking the census exam. Those already in the country will receive amnesty so long as they are represented into this, repatriated into the system in the same way as new immigrants. Resources should not be wasted on expensive deterrence that exacerbate the problem. The new electorate, the new electorate not served by neither the red or blue parties of Hispanics, Asians, and African descents will be brought into the third party ranks for equal opportunities, American citizens and taxpayers with jobs. Fiscal healing will be achieved by the 5% assessment on net, on net worth of individuals and corporations. This will generate capital for individual and corporations from individuals and corporations and not-for-profit organizations. 50% of the annual $5 trillion new equity capital assessment will be used to invest in small businesses, which can be used for new technology, infrastructure repair, and educational costs. The other 50% of the annual $5 trillion equity capital assessment will be used for paying down the $22 trillion national debt, which at this new capitalization rate would be eliminated in, in, in the next decade. The unionized pensions will be replaced by personal holding accounts for each individual, such as a 401k or 401k plan. Uh, I think it's 401k plan. The current increase in the stock market. The current increases in the stock market are primarily due to the investment of pension funds from public service employees due to the investment of pension uh, from public service employees who are not who do not increase the gross national product now only 23% of private sector workers have pensions foreign countries who use the american consumer markets for sale of goods and services will be assessed 5% of their trade excesses for the right to utilize America's the Americans the Ameri utilize America's enterprise consumer markets for profit which will eliminate the negative trade deficits in 5 years state governor governors will be encouraged to replace taxation with recapitalization utilizing the net worth assessment this will eliminate deficits and fund infrastructure repairs eliminate property taxes and fund and fund education with sales taxes. The deployment of the capital will occur without any regards to race, creed, social standing, or property values. We'll we will embrace positive reinforcement in administering health and human services by paying for health care through withholding for, from the employed individuals. For the unemployed, use, use the assessment method for capitalizing safety net programs from net worth not taxes on salaries and wages. Block grants for federal reven revenue sharing will be discouraged, if not prohibited. Gun control should be based on an amendment to the Second Amendment through a definition of safety for the states. We will utilize a set of principles designed for preserving the personal rights to self-preservation when it comes to the use of non-military weapons. 
we will eliminate the manufacture and use of both assault weapons and military weapons by the private sector treating their abuse as a felony with automatic loss of citizenship and the benefits of being an American, as well as implementing fines and life sentences for such violations. The opposition to government infringement by the gun control distance should be honored so long as the manufacture, sale, and, pri- and private sector use of military, military weapon controls are honored. The culture of violence in our society contributes to the problem and needs to be the, an amendment of the First Amendment requiring scrutiny and, and sanctions of media and entertainment releases using restrictions on intensive interactive media. And prospective offenders must be profiled at first offense so pre- preventive and therapeutic interventions are activated. For the Keynesians, progressives, espousing liberals, chanting conservatives, tea parties, partiers, religious right, and trickle-down economists, the American enterprise is in trouble. The American dream bubble has burst while the red and the blue Congress and administration fiddled. American business should be the purchaser of last resort, not the government. The government is a service agency directed by the private sector's needs and the Constitution. No regulation is more important than the physical, physical, fiscal, and social health of the, the nations. Otherwise, we have ensured the demise of the great American enterprise. Robert Reich, former Secretary of Labor for the Clinton administration, was heard stating that the government should be the purchaser of last resort, and the CEO of Exxon stated, when asked about energy explanation, he stated his top priority was to make a profit. Both are condescending to the American enterprise system, that is to serve all of its citizens most of the time, not its individual monopolies, monarchs, and czars all the time. It comes down to, would we rather have politics or money ticks? Politics is the art of or science of influencing people on a civic or individual base level when there are two or more people involved. Money ticks is where you alter the term people and insert money before the people. When this becomes the culture, terrorism, gun control, immigration, healthcare, education are all influenced by fear factors that are not not an art, but a science, because fear is always optional depending on its degree and likelihood of happening. Fear taxes are utilized as Michael Crichton taught us in his book, Fear Factor, by vested interests to move their agenda into action. For example, terrorism is a systematic use of fear, often violent as a reason for coercion. Some of those tactics are utilized in this book for attention getting only. Any resulting coercion of our Current public officials is up to the voters. Changing government is inevitable, so it does not change all of us into robots, drones, or rebels. Our personal, or terrorists, our personal freedoms are on the line, and I mean the battle line. Collectively, we have the right to fair and honorable representation. Your vote counts to use it for enterprise.